Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast. This is the UNC Football Don Callahan Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin. As always, I am joined by the man himself, Don Callahan. What's going on, Don? Not too much. The uh, I guess the holidays with uh, family has already begun for me. My um, father-in-law is currently staying with, with us. I just arrived yesterday. <laughs> My parents will arrive on late late Friday night. They'll arrive and they'll be here for about a week. Um, there'll be a little bit of overlap, which is fine. But uh, so, yeah, so so just kind of get into this, the, the holiday spirit with all that. Did a bunch of cleaning this past weekend in preparation. What about you, uh, Ross? Um, any lady friend uh, stories? No, that is a riveting intro on your part. You know, just laying down the basics with the in-laws and everything. So your father-in-law is staying from now until Thanksgiving? No, he's staying from now until se- uh, Sunday. And then he actually goes down and visits Katie, my wife's brother, um, down in Georgia. And he spends Thanksgiving with them. So we do actually have two-day overlap with my parents and with him. Which is actually kind of cool, I think. Um, although it would be a little crazy with, um, you know, meals and trying to make it keep everybody happy and everything like that. But I think everything will be fine. What are what are your plans for Thanksgiving? You have you have something crazy coming up. Yeah, I'm going to the Bahamas to cover f- basketball. Yeah, I mean that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I would definitely trade. I mean, I think I could definitely cover basketball. I'm sure you could. It's not that hard. So yeah, leaving Tuesday. Uh, probably not going to record podcast next week. Yeah, leave it Tuesday, and then UNC plays Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I'll be back Saturday. Saturday, I my flight uh, leaves Nassau, Bahamas at like 2 p.m. I don't get home until 11.30 p.m. So not only do I miss all of, all Saturday football, and it's like rivalry week, so I'll miss the state game. I'll miss um, you know all the big games, and I'll just be in the airport for I have a six-hour layover in Miami. So, yeah, Bahamas should be sweet. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to kind of seeing the country a little bit and, and seeing the, the resort area. But um, definitely be working hard to providing Inside Carolina with the best basketball coverage they can get. All right, let's let's get right into it. Uh, I would love to hear more about your family and Thanksgiving, but I know you football do. recruiting calls. Um, I was going to, right, I so was going to invite you for Thanksgiving, but now that I know that you're going to be the Bahamas, <laughs> you got a good excuse now. I can imagine what's going to be on the menu there. All right. And we're going to get into Thanksgiving foods, our top five. Let's introduce a new top five for the next time we record. It's going to be your top five favorite sports movies. We're getting to winter. You're hunkering down on the couch. You're watching movies and TV. So give us your top five favorite sports movies. You know, everybody who listens to this podcast should be pretty into sports. I'm sure you have interest in a lot of sports movies. Yeah. Anything on that, Don? Yeah. I mean, as always, for the top five, you submit them via Twitter. You could DM them or not. Well, yeah, if you can DM them to me or you could just tweet at me. Or um, you send them to um, 
on the message board in a personal message. But we, we need to point out that we have a, a listener who actually went above and beyond just to be involved with the, uh, the top five. Um, you probably don't remember this because it happened got a couple weeks ago, but Chase in, in Sanford actually made a Twitter account purely so that he can send in his top five each week. I guess he felt a little left out. And I, I, I mean, I think that we need to praise this guy as much as possible because, uh, you know, I, I love the effort. Yeah. A Twitter account just for our podcast. He's love following it. the last time I checked, he was following only two people, me and you <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love the, uh, love it. Chase. Appreciate that. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about Trenton Simpson. He's the name that's out there. We're going to get Don's update on him. Don visited him last week. We're going to get into Power Eccles, a linebacker, four-star linebacker out of Charlotte. Don did a big profile on him. And there's some movement with his recruitment um, right now. And then we're going to talk about some – close some things here with with Braden Swenson, uh, a defensive target for UNC, Jacoby Criswell, Xavion Capers. Just touch on those guys as there has been some – Definitely interest in their recruitment as we get closer to signing day on December 18th. And then we will close with kind of what else remains in the 2020 class. And we are a month away from the early signing period uh, starting on December 18th. And then we'll get right into our top five. All right, let's start it off. Trenton Simpson. Don, you were down there Thursday and Friday, correct? Yes, yes. And he got his Under Armour jersey and everything? Yes, yeah. And initially, I was only going to go down there for Thursday's practice, but that got extended when Trent was, was he basically gave me the enough of a um, indication or I guess enough of a hint that he could possibly uh, commit the following day to the point where I changed my plans and decided to, uh, to stay the night in Charlotte and go to, especially since the announcement was at seven forty-five in the morning, I knew I could just go there real quickly and then, and then get back home and not miss a whole lot. Um, so yeah. So I spent a couple days there. So, you, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit in your scoop about this. You you left your house to go to Charlotte, and you thought you were going to be just a day trip. You figure out that he's, he might announce the next morning. He actually didn't announce, but you end up staying, and all you had was your laptop and camera for the quarter. So you had to go buy a change of clothes and some I, toiletries. All right, so I don't know if <laughs> I should. Did you not buy a change of clothes? I don't know if I should talk about this on the air, but I did not buy a change of clothes. I just felt like, you know, you go back to the college days where you you somehow yeah. have to spend the night at someone's house and then you just make sure, you know, uh, you brush your teeth. Um, but I, I did definitely take a shower, although, you know, <laughs> I put on dirty clothing. But as soon as I got home and I got home before noon on uh, on Friday, I definitely made sure I, I took another shower and, and changed. So I was clean. But, yeah, so I, I just got the, you know, the toiletries. Um, yeah, made sure I was able From to do my hair. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So I got the toothbrush and the toothpaste. So the toothbrush is an interesting story. I'll let you decide if you want to get into that uh, from the hotel. But I picked up some other items, um, stuff for my hair, and um, uh, a couple other things from from Walmart. Just and, and then obviously, you know, some snacks. Got to have the snacks. That was probably the big thing for the for the trip. Was what did snacks. you buy? What did you buy for your hair? I don't want to give out this information. You might <laughs> steal it. I feel like this. We just opened up a can of worms about your whole personal hygiene. Uh, <laughs> so you wore the same underwear and same socks the next day. I had no choice. I probably what you I need to do nasty. this is this doesn't this doesn't happen nearly as much. 
but uh i mean maybe i should have like a spare outfit just kind of sitting in my in my car i have like so much stuff just for work just sitting in my car you know all the time you know yeah um you're on the road so, so much yeah 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 but it's mostly just like actual equipment not clothing or anything like that but maybe that's what i need to need to do i just this is this doesn't happen very often if i'm going to stay someplace i i know you know what i mean this just yeah. happened to be so, you know, got, for all the listeners and subscribers out there i mean the links to which don will go to get the scoop didn't change clothes didn't shower he just stayed i did shower and, uh, i showered i'm kidding to just in case trenton simpson was going to commit all right so he did not commit well, he kind of played you he plays yes, you he, again. Well, he, I don't want to say he played me, but the funny thing was, was that, so, so I get to the school and anyone who's ever gone to any sort of school, right when um, everybody's getting there, it's, it's a mess, especially if you, you're not used to that school, you don't know what the setup is, you know, so I'm trying to get into the school and, and, and the normal entrances are either blocked or you can't go in because the buses or whatever. So I finally found a way to get into school. I mean, it literally probably took me. 15 minutes from the time I got to the school to find a parking spot to get into the school. So anyway, so I do all that, get into the gym, talking to the coaches and you know, there at, at Mallow Creek and, and some of the, the gym teachers and everything, waiting, 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 waiting for Trent. Um, the, the gym's filling up with, with his classmates and he's still not there. Still not there. And then he shows up. And, and so I go up to him and say, Hey, you know, uh, cause the whole thing that he told me the day before was it, depend, it depended on how he felt when he woke up the next morning. And that's what he's going to go on. And I said, so how so did how'd you feel this morning? He said, oh, good. I was like, oh, so are you going to do anything else besides uh, the Jersey presentation? And he's like, no. And and it was like more of like a, it was the way he said it was like, it was never a thought in his mind. So I'm like, great. I just, you know, I'm wearing the same clothing as yesterday. And uh <laughs> You know, and all that sort of stuff, and it really wasn't a thought for you. But the thing is, is if I didn't do all that, and he would have committed, then I would have kicked myself for, uh, you yeah. know, not spending the night. And you so. were already, you were already there, so it's not like you made a special trip for it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You were there, our Eccles, right? Yeah. So my, yeah, all so I would by Mountain Creek that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those schools are probably I don't know, like twenty minutes apart, I guess. So, so yeah. So I went to. Power Eccles first, and then um, and then went to Trent Simpson's practice, watched Mallard Creek practice, which is a very laid back practice because they had a first round bye, which was last Friday, obviously. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so what did you learn about Trent Simpson? I mean, we, you wrote an article about last week. You updated a little bit today or, or, or earlier this week in your weekly scoop. Let's get a brief overview of where we stand now with the, uh, I guess four. So we call him a four star. Um, yeah. But what's your I always go by that? the four stars. He, we probably shouldn't go, go by the into, composite, right? Yeah, I always go by the composite. We probably shouldn't go into all this though. People get get um really um crazy about it. You don't want to get into rankings too much. Well, he is uh, a four star in the cop composite, and that's what I use. I mean that combines rivals, ESPN, um, and twenty four seven sports. But when you have a five star out there, and this could be UNC's lone five star. Uh, he is a he's very Another high ranked. Yeah, he's a he's a, a very high ranked between four seven sports number thirteen in the nation. All right, Trenton Simpson, uh, the floor is yours, Donald. Yeah, so I just um, if anyone if you have not read the story that we posted on Monday, definitely go back and read it. That has so much more details than what I'm about to give here and paints a better picture 
than what I'm about to paint right now. But I feel like he's he's gun shy, and I think that the the whole situation with Auburn really kind of um, yeah he he literally said said that it, it that it hurt him to go through that whole process to decommit and all that. And we've talked about you know different guys decommitting and flipping commitments with Stephen Gosnell and and um, Jonathan Adorno a few podcasts ago and just how this is not as easy as a process of what fans think. So I think for, for Trent, he's like, I, I need to be a thousand percent sure if I'm going to make this decision. And his parents are kind of the same way. Cause I think from what I've heard and, and Simpson has not told me this, but from what I've heard that there was a little bit of, you know, his parents were, they wanted him to stick to his word when he, um, had initially committed to Auburn and didn't like the fact that he was going back on his word. So I think that that's kind of in play also, but when it comes down to it, he's going to commit to North Carolina, unless something unforeseen happens, he's going to commit to North Carolina. He's even talking to him. He's not talking about any other schools. I've asked him if he's going to make any of the visits or any other schools talking to him. And really it's only North Carolina. And I guess there's some conversation with Clemson, but even when I asked him and he gave a great quote about this, but when I asked him about um, you know, the, the possibility of Clemson offering, I felt like that they're now at the point with Clemson that Clemson had their chance to offer him. And I think if they would have offered him coming out of his decommitment, he probably that probably where he would end up. But now they're like, Clemson doesn't want me. They haven't wanted me forever. You know, not enough to offer me, at least. Uh, but North Carolina was the first school to offer me. Ever since that moment, they've been recruiting me super hard. They want me. It's an in-state school. You know, it just makes sense. So I just think it's a matter of time. It it actually might. Um, he might wait until the December signing day. But um, I mean, I guess it's it's possible that that uh, he could commit sooner. But he basically said, "Hey, you know, if it's a couple of weeks away from the the early signing period." And I start to say, okay, I want to do this. I might as well just wait until the early signing period. So that's probably the most likely date that we're looking at. The other thing, too, is that Mallet Creek really takes football very, 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 very seriously. And I can't emphasize that enough with all my varies. Uh, But so that's also in play here where it's just like football winning state championship all day long at that school. And that's that's on his mind. And and that's probably going to be his his priority at this point. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is now you, you've hyped up the, the UNC fan base so much that this certainly can't be a letdown. It'd be a disaster if you were to not commit to UNC. This well, I, 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 I will say soliloquy. I was very sure about the Desmond Evans stuff for a while. I'm way more sure about this than I am about that. Now, watch something crazy happen and this not happen, but I just... Who's going to come in and steal him away? Because it doesn't seem like Clemson's going to offer. And even if they did, it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything. He doesn't seem all that interested in, in Georgia and LSU and, and yeah. Florida. Well, I mean, and I Clemson think, will be, Clemson's the only concern. Yeah, yeah. And I think all these other schools I mean, are filled up, you know? Yeah, it was a month away. You know, maybe something happens with a little recruit. But all right, good stuff, Trenton Simpson. We'll keep you updated. But it doesn't seem like there's whole, a whole lot uh, different news from what we reported two weeks ago. Uh, and of course, your updates have kept us in the loop, but kind of the same uh, plane with Trenton Simpson as we get closer and closer to when it happens. Of course, that'd be a huge commitment, would definitely boost UNC's rankings and, and would give you another cherry on top for the, the 
2020 class. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're talk, come back and talk about Power Eccles, the four-star linebacker. Let's talk now about Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com, your stop for all your UNC apparel needs right there on Franklin Street and right there at GiantT-Shirt.com on the internet. Make sure you go to the UNC football or UNC basketball premium message boards to get the promo code to get 10% off. That can really come in handy if you're buying gifts. Stop by there and get all your Christmas gifts. Uh, get your niece, your nephew, your son, your daughter, wife, partner, anything you want Carolina-related you can get from there. Sweatshirts, hats. Uh, I mentioned, I heard this little podcast at the time. I was talking about stickers and decals. Um, all that good kind of paraphernalia you can get from Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. And not just football and basketball stuff. You can get cool soccer jerseys and other sports like that. Um, basketball season is beginning and football season is coming to an end so get ready for all the other sports coming up giant t-shirt right there on franklin street locally owned locally operated and we have a great relationship with them and they really help us out and uh, we want to definitely share our love for them and then giant t-shirt.com all right let's get right into it power Eccles don is our next topic you did a big article on him um four-star linebacker out of charlotte obviously a big time target in the 2021 class um a linebacker that UNC has targeted for a while now. It seems like his recruitment is kind of leaning towards UNC. What would you learn from him, and what can you tell us about what's going on with the Vance High School product? Well, this is another situation where uh, you know, Clemson doesn't want a guy because they are just oozing and overflowing with five-star, four-star guys nationwide, and it benefits North Carolina. You know, so basically the backstory is, and, and he didn't confirm and he didn't really deny the backstory. He just kind of danced around it a little bit. But uh, his, his father, who played in the NFL, was a safety for, I believe, the Jets, lives in Arizona. And his father actually was, well, let me just step back. So Eccles was leaning towards Clemson, wanted to commit to Clemson, but wanted to get his father's blessing. So his father came into town for, um, I can't remember what game um, Clemson was hosting. And it happened to be the same weekend that um, UNC, I believe, was playing Virginia. I can't remember if it was Virginia or Duke. But anyway, so uh, Clemson, so so the, the whole goal was he was going to visit Clemson. His dad was going to you know be cool with it or not. And if he was cool with it, they were going to commit to Clemson. Clemson got wind of all this, I guess, through their conversation, said, we, um, we're not ready to take your commitment, so why don't you go visit some place else this week? this uh, weekend that happened to be um, the benefit to North Carolina. He ends up visiting North Carolina and um, based off my conversation with power uh, last week, he told me that UNC is now his leader and similar to now other, other schools definitely want him. And I think other schools definitely get involved. Um, you know, once this, the 2020 class is kind of sealed, but um, it doesn't seem like there's a huge threat to North Carolina right now, but it also doesn't seem like Eccles is in any rush to make a commitment. He even kind of said to me that he might wait until his senior year. Good stuff there. I mean, it's, it's almost a situation where, like, Clemson's recruiting at such a national level where they're picking players from all across the country that the really good recruits that are close by, Charlotte, you know, other areas, South Carolina and North Carolina, you know, they're kind of bypassing really good talent in state for, for more elite talent across the country. Is that, is that kind of is that yeah. story a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, so. um, it, it's, it's just amazing. If you look at their class, I think that they could potentially land like the top three or top four 
uh, prospects overall in the nation, which has never been done. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, this class two, 2020 is ridiculous. So, yeah, you know, Power Eccles probably was loving Clemson, and then they didn't show him love, and they didn't want to take his commitment. And that, that's a that's a hard pill to swallow. So the UNC is benefiting from that. Do you expect a commitment soon, or just the fact that UNC leads? No, I I, I think he's going to take his time with this, and I think he's okay. going to see what sort of options he 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 will have ultimately. I don't think he's in a rush like he was before. Same situation with Simpson, where he kind of learned. Okay, hey, I get I gotta take my my foot off the the pedal a little bit yeah so just an update and a pretty big recruit and will be a a big one we talk about uh in the next cycle for the 2021 class power echoes 6'1 206 pound linebacker out of charlotte vance briefly uh what, what does he bring as a player what kind of what kind of intangibles and Athletic abilities does he have that makes well, him stand he, out? Well, he's a prototypical Mike linebacker, you know, a stocky guy who just is just a tackling machine. He's a guy that after every game, you you look up on the on the uh, box score and he has like 15 tackles. I mean, he's just plays with a lot of a um, lot of emotion, um, a lot of um, explosiveness, and like I said, just makes just makes tackles. That's what you want out of your linebackers. Great analysis, Don. Just makes tackles. If you look at his profile. He's mean mugging in the photo, and he's shirtless. And that's all you need to know. Power Eccles. Good stuff. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about the remaining targets in UNC's 2020 class, including Jacoby Criswell, Xavion Capers, and Braden Swenson. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. What'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. All right, we are back to, to kind of get to the end of this podcast. Uh, Don, I mean, there's a couple guys still out there with some interest in UNC or were at one point kind of wavering their commitment. Uh, let's run through them. What's going on with Braden Swinson? Can you kind of give a bio on him briefly and any updates with his recruitment? Because it seemed like there was a chance he's going to commit to UNC after reading your scoop and what's going on there. All right. So he's a uh, defensive lineman from uh, Georgia actually goes to Chapel Hill high school. He uh, took an official visit to North Carolina over the summer, then took official visits to um, Arizona state and Oregon uh, about a week after taking his uh, Oregon official visit. He uh, verbally committed to the ducks and then um, he ended up returning to North Carolina for an unofficial visit for a game earlier this season and since then, there's been a lot of, I guess, whispers about a potential commitment uh, switch. Uh, those whispers got really, really loud coming from very reliable sources a couple weeks ago, and they have slowly kind of died down. And I think really is at the point now where I don't think anything is going to happen. And and 
I kind of felt this way before we, we did our um, projections or I did uh, our projections um, in not this past weekly scoop, but the week before that. And I actually did something crazy um, and projected him to Florida state, which, you know, is in a weird situation <laughs> right now. And that was really more of a reflection of the fact that I just didn't trust the fact that this can, this switch was going to happen just because of, the complexity of everything that's involved with his, with his family members and, and people who are helping him make the decision. And then also with just how fickle he's been. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't think this is going to ultimately happen. Um, but Hey, I mean, this thing has taken a bunch of U-turns. So maybe, maybe we see another one before it's all is said and done. Is he still committed to Oregon? He is. He's still committed to Oregon okay. has, and, and on the record, he said everything as far as, He's, he said he's firm to Oregon. He, that's where he's going to sign. If you look at his Twitter, everything is retweets for Oregon. So, I mean, he, he publicly he's done everything correctly. And he can easily say, hey, I wasn't you know, looking to switch or anything at all. You know, that's just a bunch of rumors. So what do you think happens with this recruitment? I mean, what's your projection? I <laughs> right, seems like I, you're I, in the dark here. Well, I, I feel like, well, it's not I feel like I feel like there's definitely a better chance now that he sticks to Oregon. But I still think that that distance eventually kind of weighs on things and, and things change. It would not surprise me to see him not sign in December. I have, no one has said that to me at all. I just, I'm just projecting. And then he kind of, you know, kind of weighs it out and, and sees what happens. He still does have two official visits. Uh, you, you know how these things happen now that we have the early signing period is that the guys who don't sign, they become just huge recruits because everybody is trying to to fill these last couple of needs and the talent pool um, to fill those needs is very, very small because of the early signing period. For sure. All right, so moving on. Anything new on Jacoby Criswell? I, I mean, we didn't have a podcast last week. You did mention that he had texted you after Auburn offered him that there was nothing to worry about. What can you say about his recruitment? And should UNC fans feel pretty good about where they stand with Criswell? Yeah, I think the longer that this goes and there's no visits, um, the better, obviously. And I think also there was a, a development, um, I think it was last night, where uh, Keith Niebuhr, who covers Auburn for uh, 24-7 Sports, he had a report to where um, Auburn is uh, now courting Chandler Morris, who is the son of Chad Morris, who was the coach at Arkansas. Chandler was committed there, and obviously once his dad was fired, he, he decommitted. Um, but he's a you know, four-star quarterback, really good quarterback. And so um, the fact that Auburn, which has been obviously um, in heavy flirtation with, uh, with Chriswell, is now talking to another um, elite quarterback, I think that kind of says, okay, things might not be going as well with Chriswell as, uh, as Auburn had hoped, which is a good sign for UNC. Um, but, you know, you know, I think we need to watch. You know, Auburn has um, home games the next two Saturdays, and we need to kind of watch to see if Chriswell ends up making any of those trips. He doesn't plan to, but you, you know how these things can change at the last minute. For sure. And then Xavion Capers, any any smoke there with with his recruitment? He did take an official visit to UNC, but remains an Auburn commitment. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I mean the there. the only thing we have to add to is, is that he was uh, he returned to Auburn this past weekend, and um, he doesn't at least last check he didn't plan on doesn't plan on visiting anywhere this weekend, um, but the following weekend 
Um, it, it, you know, he plans on returning to Auburn for the Iron Bowl. You know, he had talked about trying to make a return visit to North Carolina. UNC obviously has a home game, and that would be great, um, although it's not the most attractive opponent you know, with Mercer. Um, but I think if he were, were to return to UNC, that'd be a good sign. I, you know, my projection last week was um, Auburn. I think right now I'm going to stick to that until something else kind of changes. There you have it. There you have it. All right. Good stuff. Good little quick run through there. Is there anything else in the 2020 class we need to speak on that is, you know, pressing or newsworthy? We got Trenton Simpson. We talked about those three guys just then. Is there any other guy? I mean, Octavius Oxenine, anybody else that, you know, that UNC could add with a month left? Oxidine is definitely an option. Uh, I'm going to let the readers read the the weekly scoop. I I caught up with his uh, his his head coach, which is who is involved with the whole recruitment. Um, he gives a little bit of an update on what's going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it on to the weekly scoop for people to get that information. All right, make sure you subscribe to Inside Carolina to get that. No better time with with the uh, 2020 class wrapping up and and, and basketball recruiting. Uh, kicking as well to subscribe to Inside Carolina. All right, good stuff, Don. So, should we just jump right into the uh, to the top five? Is that is that it for the football related stuff? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. All right. And if, hey, if you don't want to listen to the top five, if you're not interested in, in our thoughts on topics other than football, this is your chance to turn the podcast off. You know, if you don't want to listen to this, we don't want you to listen. But here we go. Top five. Uh, all right, Don. So, top five Thanksgiving foods. Um, that's what we're doing right now. You want to go through and read some of the submissions. How many did we get? We got six, <laughs> which, you know, we've been. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid number, not, not as high as we've gotten. But uh, so I'm going to go. I I feel like I need to go with uh, Chase from Sanford, who made that that Twitter account purely so he could submit. Okay. I, I feel like I need to go number one with first with him. All right. So he goes uh, number five. Hawaiian rolls. Every meal needs some type of bread, and Hawaiian rolls are simply the best. Number four, fried macaroni and cheese. Perfect side dish for a Thanksgiving feast. Number three, deviled eggs. Every Thanksgiving, lunch, dinner needs deviled eggs. Number two, chocolate chestnut pie. Easy choice. Best dessert there is. And number warm, number, <laughs> number one, warm ham ham. Must be warm or hot. If it is cold, then it does not make the list. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Warm ham. Some of these I don't feel like are Thanksgiving foods, but I don't want to judge because I guess everybody has different traditions and different family stuff. But well, like, that's the interesting part of doing it like this. Yeah. I mean, deviled eggs, I think, is just kind of a normal kind of southern. Dude, I love deviled dish. eggs. Right, they're all right. I could, I could do without them. I mean, Hawaiian rolls. I've never, I mean, I guess just normal bread. But, yeah, those are interesting choices. That's why we do this. We can – Learn about our listeners. All right, I'll do. Um, I'll do our North <laughs> Noah from Korea. I read it as North Korea, but it's actually Noah from Korea. Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome right, if no we had someone order. from North Korea. Yeah, just like we probably aren't allowed to be listened to in North Korea. That's right. Our podcast is is too progressive and, and too <laughs> open and free for the North Koreans. They they don't allow Inside Carolina there. It's blocked. Uh, the website's blocked. And all the podcasts are blocked. North Korea internet. All right. Noah from Korea. Um, love our national listeners. Love them. All right. No particular order. Green bean casserole. Not exactly sure why. I just can't get enough. I will add that I never grew up green bean, 
green bean casserole, but I love the crispy things on top. Uh, stuffing. Uh, okay, He's, he has home recipe. I make a mean chipotle pepper sweet potato casserole with a crumble on top. There you go. Pumpkin pie. A bit like eggnog for me. I don't really like it outside of that one time of year. But on Thanksgiving Day, give me that pumpkin pie. And then his last thing is bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got you going, didn't it? It did get me going because I, I wasn't reading the list, so I wasn't expecting it. All right. Um, I'm going to go with another special submission. Scott from Apex, which is not that far from me. Um He's a longtime listener, first time five, uh, top five responder, which is awesome. I love to uh, love to see that sort of thing. All right, so number five, sweet potato pie. Number four, pecan pie. Number three, mashed potatoes with gravy. Number two, collards. Number one, oyster dressing. That's interesting. Say number two again. I am not. <laughs> what? I am not going to repeat it. Say it again. I'm not going to repeat it again. Collards. Such a exactly. Collards. Um, all right. Oyster dressing. I'm trying to figure out what that is. What the is just dressing. To... Yeah, I guess that's like just the regular stuffing or dressing, but maybe made with oyster crackers or I don't know. All right. Good stuff. And the last one I will read. We get we have a lot of the same guys. We love that they do that. Um. All right, we'll go. Uh, we'll go. Br- uh, Brent from Gilbert, Arizona. He goes pecan pie with a light crust and finely chopped pecans. Sweet potato casserole is his fourth one. Cream corn, and two he has mashed potatoes with dressing with gravy. So his mashed potatoes and then slash dressing with gravy. Put those three together because I mix them together on my plate. <laughs> and then number one, turkey ham. We do both because we have a large family. All right, good stuff. I uh, you gonna go down? I am. Um, growing up, we also did turkey and ham um, because we had we'd have a large family. My mom's one of one of seven, right? Right? One of eight? I don't know. Anyway, so uh, they would all go to my grandmother's house and they would do turkey and ham. Anyway, you want to give your five? You want to give my, want me to give my five? We could do every other. Right, How are we gonna do this? Go, let's go you first. Let's go you first all the way through. All right. So my wife actually did mine. And I actually tried to get her to to be the one to, I guess, read it, but she didn't want to do that. So anyway, so I will. So this is her list, mostly because she does the cooking and handles all this sort of stuff. Because um, I like deviled eggs and I like dessert, which should not be a surprise to anybody who listens to this regularly. And that's basically it. I mean, I eat all this stuff, but you know. Um, all right, number five, really good rolls, yeast rolls. Uh, she said. Um, and that's important. I think it kind of goes to what the um, what Chase was saying. You need to have good rolls. Number four, stuffing. No stovetop. Must be homemade. And she likes to make her spicy and, and throws a little you know, Cajun sort of, uh, I guess, seasoning in there. Uh, number three, cranberry sauce. Or uh, introduced into another dish. I think that's what – or a cocktail. I think she plans on doing something like that on uh, next week. Number two, pumpkin pie. Must have. I think it's kind of like a staple for uh, for Thanksgiving. And number one, mashed potatoes. And she, her, I guess, I don't know her. I don't know if it's secret. I think I think a lot of people do it. But her thing is make sure that she kind of uh, puts some um, sour cream in there, in addition to some other things for her mashed potatoes. 
So wait, why did your wife do your top five favorite Thanksgiving dishes? Because if I were to plan, plan Thanksgiving, it would be like pizza and chicken wings. So that's why I'm not allowed to plan Thanksgiving. Like she does, she she plans the menu and all that sort of stuff. I don't I don't have any part of but it. You know what you like. I mean, you could go through and like name your favorite Thanksgiving dishes. Yeah, but I mean, I really like. don't. Thanksgiving is not like I obviously take part in it. But it's really not that I don't. I mean, turkey to me is okay. It's good. I like it. Some people like absolutely just you know go crazy. That's not that's not me. I mean, give me pizza. Yeah, carb give me heavy. A, You're carb give heavy. Me, it's not only that. Give me steak. Give me you know. Yeah, I don't know. I got you. I got you. All right, I'll do mine. So this was I was thinking about it this morning, and um, I had trouble coming up with five. I don't know why. My family's a little different. I, Family's pretty southern, I guess, but very healthy. So, like, we have a lot of like health foods, a lot of healthy dishes. Do you have like for, kale? You got like a kale dish? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's been times when there's different. We mix it up sometimes, but there's been times when there's um like kind of really healthy foods that I don't like extremely scream out with excitement when I'm thinking about Thanksgiving foods. Now, one thing, uh, when my grandmother was still alive and she would take a big part in cooking Thanksgiving. So I was trying to kind of think about to what she would make. So I came with a little bit list, um, and it was a little it was a little difficult. But first of all, the number one is the dressing. My grandmother made like a great dressing is like the stuffing. I don't know; it's called different things in different places. But you know, like the uh, the cornbread dressing um, with all the celery and onions and stuff like that. So that's so number is that, one. So is that any different than the oyster dressing that? Who was uh, it? I, I don't know. I, so that's the thing. Like in different places, it's called different things. Like people, some people call it stuffing. Some people call it dressing. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. It's the same thing. We call it dressing, but I mean, it's stuffing. It's the same thing. Um, you, you bake it like in a pan. Some people actually put it in the turkey, but I think usually you kind of just bake it in the pan. Um, it's interesting. I, I'd like to kind of research the history of that. Um, and then I think the number two thing would be the gravy. The gravy is key because you can kind of put it over everything. You put it over the mashed potatoes. You can put it over the dressing. You put it over the turkey. So the gravy is a key component. You have good gravy. And then number Three would be the turkey, good moist turkey. And um, number four, so my dad makes these Brussels sprouts. This is kind of the – he makes these Brussels sprouts for every holiday, and they're like kind of sautéed with garlic and lemon juice. And um, it's just like – I don't know. That's what I think about when we have Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. And then we used to do a sweet potato pie. My grandmother always made a sweet potato pie, so I have to throw that in there. But I want to add my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is the next day and the days that follow, if you are at home with your family, is you make the sandwiches with the, with the turkey, with sliced turkey, with dressing, yeah. with gravy. You can put a little cranberry sauce on there. Sometimes I saute onions and you can kind of fry the bread a little bit and, and put some cheese on if you want to and get real creative with a sandwich with the turkey, gravy, dressing, leftovers and kind of make a big kind of a big nasty sandwich with it and that's that's my favorite thing the leftovers and you can kind of put it all in a pan and cook that up and um and get a real thing about about holidays i am definitely with you with that uh, i love to do the, the sandwich the sandwiches on the days that follow after thanksgiving i definitely like that but uh um, you, know, you always have so much turkey left and yeah great and stuff and so you can get creative with it all right good stuff anything else donald no, I think uh, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving in the Bahamas. 
Yeah, know. this will be the uh, this will be the fourth Thanksgiving. I will not be with my family. Really? Um, Is it because of yeah. basketball the last few years? Yeah. Well, see, maybe the third. So I was in uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, for the uh, basketball tournament, the the Phil Knight 80th birthday party when 16 Nike teams played in Portland, Oregon. And we actually did a Thanksgiving meal in our Airbnb. I had some buddies come down from Seattle. So we cooked a, a turkey in the toaster oven and made a um, made a whole big Thanksgiving meal that day. And then last year was Las Vegas for uh, two games out there for basketball. And this year will be Bahamas. And next year, I think, is Maui. So cross your fingers that I can go to Maui. Yeah, I haven't had the same experiences, but because – our family for the most part lives so far away. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, they're coming this year, but two Christmases ago, I'm sorry, two Thanksgivings ago, we actually did a Friendsgiving. There are, or were two other families in our neighborhood who are in similar situations where the family lives really far away. And we all kind of um, combined our families and we host it in our house. And then last year we kind of thought about going someplace, but we end up staying home mostly because my wife won a um, Thanksgiving um, per, uh, catered by Bob Evans, and it was actually really freaking good. <laughs> so Bob Evans, and, and the cleanup was awesome. The cleanup was so easy. It was great because that th- that's the one thing I dread. I'm going to have to do the cleanup because I'm not going to do any of the cleaning. So Thanksgiving night, you know, please you know, have me in your thoughts because I'm going to be spending hours trying to clean up freaking Thanksgiving. So what was the Bob Evans thing? Like they just, like how, first of all, how'd she win it? And what was it? It was something where she put like her business card in some sort of raffle and they called her up and said, okay. Hey, you know, you won this Bob Evans thing. And and so I think, I don't know if she picked, I think she might have picked it up the day before. And then, um, but yeah, it was like, I mean, it was, it was turkey. The turkey was so moist. The only thing that w- wasn't so good was, I think it was the mashed, potato- mashed potatoes weren't very good. But everything else was really, really, really good. And we literally had meals for days and days and days and days. Because it was so much. Just yeah, delivered. Think, yeah, it was, it was for, I think it was intended for um, like a family of eight. And we only had four. So, I mean, we had yeah. so much food for days. It was, it was actually pretty good. I just delivered like pre-made everything. You kind of pop in the oven, or yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. So, but thank you, Bob Evans. That was Bob great. Evans. Bob Evans catered Thanksgiving. Nothing screams like suburban <laughs> Holly Springs more than that. You know what I'm saying? Well, everything's going to be homemade uh, by mostly my wife on <laughs> uh, this Thanksgiving. Uh, my mom will help out some too, and my dad also. My dad's actually a pretty good cook. Um, they'll all help out, but it'll be my wife will definitely be the the chef that the master chef for that ceremony. Anyway, riveting stuff. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase?